Well, guys, guess what? We are going back to Long Island. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We've hoped you have had a good day. Unfortunately, the Canes did not, and yes, it is just me, Sam Wallace, here today, as Sam Driscoll is not with us. He is coming back from the loss at PNC, where we had a chance. We had a chance to finish it tonight, but we didn't, and we will go through that game here in just a second. So, a lot of hype coming into this game obviously it's back at home we know canes are very good playing at home too i mean you have an amazing atmosphere with us caniacs just shouting it through the roof and i could hear it tonight um probably not throughout the game obviously and we will explain why as i go through the goals here but canes fans are normally loud and you guys brought it tonight but it's just unfortunate because the canes couldn't finish it and this was one of those games where it came down to silly mistakes and turnovers now i actually thought the hurricanes played a very good game mostly throughout the game second period not so much but mostly throughout the game i thought they pretty well played pretty well so first period you have the hurricanes playing very well at the start getting lots of lots of chances but then you have the islanders scoring with pierre ingval and that's kind of a goal that ronta probably wants to have back it's a turnover from burns um because he's either i think giving it to slavin or maybe he's just getting it out. I think he was more of getting it out. And as you notice, I can't remember the Islander player's name. But there was one skating right behind Burns. And I don't know if he noticed the forecheck of that Islander's player. And he just decided to get it out. I think he might have, considering he did try to get it out. But it was just good forecheck. From the Islanders, and that created a goal as Ingval was kind of in all alone on Ranta, and he scored. And that, and out of all of the goals, I think that's a goal Ranta probably should have had. But again, and this is a theme of this in this game, is that it was a turnover that led to the goal, and it was Burns turning it over. But after that, I mean, again. Canes play very good. Canes go back on the power play. Well, not back. This I think it's their first time on the power play. And you get a goal from Nason. It's tied 1-1. One one. What an amazing pass from Ajo. Well, we find out later. It's disallowed because the Islanders challenge for offsides. And usually when you challenge for offsides... You're going to get a Karatz because if you don't, you're going to be taking a penalty. 
and with the technology that we have today it can be pretty easy to identify if someone is offsides and there was it was nason that was a little bit off sides in the coming in the transition into the offensive zone and that's unfortunate because again canes were playing very good in that first period and it was also on the same power play too i believe where it was brent burns i believe no it no it was not burns it was aho who actually hit the post he was really trying to go for that top shelf type of shots but it hits the post so that right there is another chance and again you could have tied it uh, but they didn't and that's a post and miss opportunity and honestly I don't know why that doesn't count to me as a shot on goal because there are instances where it hits off the post and in. there are instances instances on that so I don't know why but that's just me so Carolina gets tons of chances and in fact at the end of the first period uh, shots are Carolina 11 Islanders 5 so you know statistically Carolina is doing very well against the Islanders and then in the second period you have Nelson scoring and that really deflated the Hurricanes I thought a little bit because it was a blast from Ingval, I believe at the points and it hits Ajo's face and in fact it hit him at a point it might have hit his jaw actually I think and it left him really bloodied and there's just a lot of blood going down the ice and Ajo had to get back into the locker room and I think all of us fans understandably because he's he we know how impactful he can be I'm not saying he's been the best player for this whole series but we know how impactful Ajo can be and I actually thought Ajo was probably the Hurricanes best for, forward tonight in my opinion because I thought he really played well especially um before him getting clipped with the puck but to me that goal from Nelson was more just very lucky for the Islanders because right after Otto gets hit the puck is still in the air and you have Nelson batting it in as it's just unfortunate because all these players, I mean, it's not just us fans that know how important Ajo is. He's very important in the locker room as well. So I'm sure on the ice, all of these players, especially um, the ones that uh, weren't the goalie, kind of looked at Ajo and was like, oh, no. Um, I think the Islanders, I mean, they scored, which was good. But I can't tell whether um, Hurricane players were more distraught about Ajo or the goal itself. But to me, that kind of deflated their sales a bit in the second. And another thing I've noticed, too. Hurricanes were really good in the first. And I thought offensively, they were a little bit better. Or not a little bit better, but 
at the same pace in the second period. Here's another thing that I think a little bit did cost the Canes and was a factor of them losing the game. They weren't that engaged defensively because there were a lot of rushes from the Islanders. And listen, the Islanders had to play desperate hockey tonight. It's NBA playoffs time. That means Big Hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Gets in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get the bonus bets back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Tonight was do or die for them. They were down 3-1. to one. They had to win. Like, there was no choice or they were going to be eliminated. So, you have to know the circumstances that the Islanders are in. And you can tell they did play a bit more of a desperate type of hockey. And another thing, too, I didn't think the Islanders played that physical compared to the previous games. They were definitely chirpy. A little bit. There were definitely a few hits, but I didn't think they played as physical as the previous games. I really didn't. But I think, again, Carolina was a little bit of their own worst enemy this game. And I think part of it, too, the Islanders Islanders kind of uh, used a little bit of smartness in their game and tried to uh, get goals. I mean, Brock Nelson, he got a goal where I think kind of both Ronta, I I think you could argue both Ronta and the players kind of froze because they saw Ajo on the ice. And you got to keep going. And I even saw a couple, I think, of Kane's fans tweeting, being like, they should have blow that play dead. And... Here's my thing on that. You got to put that into perspective, I think. Because the if you were an Islanders fan, one, how would you feel if they immediately blow that play dead when you know that pl- play was alive and well on the in the offensive zone where the Islanders could have had a chance to score? That wouldn't make you feel happy. It really wouldn't. And second, that's part of the rule anyways, is that you can't really blow the play dead if there's a live um, action play that could potentially be a goal. And eventually it was. It was mainly not even a second later where Nelson scored that goal. But to me, that was just more of just being unlucky and I don't really blame Ronta there on that goal that much so it's two nothing it's really deflating for us fans and I could tell in the arena 
that it was a little bit more quieted after that goal. But you have hope. And that's when Stastny scores from Traffield and Puglia Arby. I actually thought Traffield played a pretty good game. I really did. I didn't really have a lot of problems with Traffield, but it was a nice blast, and Stastny gets the tip. And it is one Islanders, but you get a glimmer of hope that Carolina might tie it. And then you get a couple of offsetting penalties, which makes it a four-on-four. And it is Barzell scoring on a two-on-one chance. Um, that makes it three to one. And again, you are down to three to one. Now, here's the thing. I still had hope, and I can understand why a lot of people, and I think a lot of Kings fans should have hope, is because we have seen two goal leads before evaporate. Kings had a two uh to Nothing leads a couple times this pa- the past games of the series where Islander, Islanders have tied it and the Islanders had even gotten a lead out of it. So we know two goal leads aren't safe and that's the hope that we're clinging to right here. But I do want to talk a little bit about this Barzell goal because again, and it's a theme of this game is that it is a turnover from Natchez trying to get into the offensive zone. And here's my thing. I will agree with every Canes fan on Martin Natchez. He had a terrible game, I thought. He was not engaged mentally, I thought. And I think physically, I think he is playing a little bit hurt. I really do think that. Now, last game, I thought he played pretty well, actually. And and last game, he actually scored on a great power play goal set up from Nason. But this game, he really struggled. And Netches, he is known as kind of um, the player of mismanaging pucks. And I don't think he was the only player out here in this game that had problems of handling pucks, but he's the most prominent player because that is the most prominent play that led to that two-on-one chance, which Barzell scores. And when Barzell gets a chance like this, because I believe he had a chance like this earlier in the series, and he scored on it as well, he's going to score on it. Barzell, in my belief, I think he is the most offensively talented player on the Islanders. I really do. You do not want to give him a very good chance to score because he will. And then after that goal, Canes kind of looked really deflated and they looked to me honestly deflated for the rest of that period and at the start of the third. Now, they did, Canes did get a power play late in that second period. And there was, again, a post from Burns. Uh, it was not a post from Ajo, but it was a post from Burns. So you get two posts and a disallowed goal and a bit of an unlucky goal. So I do think another factor, along with the mismanagement of the puck and mistakes, obviously, 
is that the Canes were just a little bit unlucky, which I wouldn't really consider a factor in a lot of games for the Hurricanes, but I could see this being one. I really could, but you head into the third, and you're down 3-1, to one, and like I just said, Canes just looked disengaged. They weren't really getting a lot of offensive presence there early in the third period, and Islanders, they, I mean, they did a good job to really push on the Hurricanes in the third period. And even in the second, I actually thought the Islanders had their best period in the second period. And the stats show on that, too, because even though the Carolina had 13 shots, very good offensively, Islanders had 12. Again, I do think a part of this, too, is that the Islanders, they at times they had really good stretches of possibly getting a goal. And I think a part of the reason why is because the Canes, I think, defensively wasn't as engaged this game. I thought offensively they were mostly a threat the entire night, especially in the first and um, the later part of the third period. But you could just tell something was off about this Canes team, um, especially in that second period, which I thought Islanders played their best game in. So third period, Canes are just struggling to get uh, that goal to give them life because uh, now I think us the Canes fans in that building, because I was not there, um, at the game, um, you guys, I believe you guys really tried to get them back in this game. You, I still heard the chants in there, and I think that's a good job for you guys uh, to rally behind this team, regardless if it's three to one. Now, I'm not saying it has to be boisterous, loud like we have been before, but you, but I heard you guys trying, and I, I really do credit you guys. I, I for doing that because the Canes I think didn't really have their best game both defensively and obviously with the mismanagement of the puck but you get live from Ajo as Jarvis he really did 90% of the work I think in forechecking and getting the puck behind the net and just giving it to Ajo who scored and boy that was just an amazing goal as Sorokin didn't even blink. He didn't even move. I think he moved his glove up in the air, but that was pretty much it. His whole body was kind of frozen on that play because of how good that set play was. And it's 3-2. You think that the Canes can do it. And as we think we can do it, we know time is winding down and all that type of stuff. And... Toward the end of the game, Natchez had a chance to tie it. He did. And I think he had a chance in the first period to get a goal, too, I believe. Because I do think he had another good chance earlier in this game. But he couldn't do it. So, again, I understand why a lot of fans are harping on Natchez. Because he kind of hurt this team, especially with that goal on Barzell. So, you have that. 
And of course, at the end of the game, you get a miss penalty, which I do. I agree with Trip. I think there was a delay of game penalty that the refs didn't call. And I want to talk a little bit about these type of calls or just calls in general that don't get a chance to be reviewable. With the technology that we have today, I think it is easy enough to just go look at the videotape and see whether that was the lay of game or not. It doesn't take that long. And these are professionals on the ice. I think plays like this, especially in the playoffs, should be reviewable. I understand that maybe regular season, but playoffs, every play matters because it is intensified. There is some aggression. I mean, you see the aggression in the regular season. That's just amplified, as I'm quoting, I think, a little bit of what Adam Gold said. It is amplified in the playoffs. These plays are a lot more meaningful, So these, re- which means I think these reviews are a lot more meaningful as well. I don't really think it slows the game down as what others might object to. You have professionals on the ice and the refs. And you have the technology. It should not take that long. And that goes a little bit with the offsides thing. Like, I pretty much know whenever the other team challenges or when our team challenges for an offsides goal that it's probably going to turn back because of how most, again, mostly of how easy it is. There are always exceptions to this type of stuff, but... With the technology that we have, it is a little bit easier to know whether plays are offsides or not, or whether it's a delay of game or not. And unfortunately, the refs didn't call it, but Ronta, he is pulled out of his goal, and we get a six-player on the ice, and we just couldn't really do it. Islanders did a really good, good job of defending, though. They really did. They played like they needed to win, and they really did. Now, I don't think us Canes fans should overreact to the loss here at home. Because remember, Sunday, we played almost a dominant game, and we won 5-2 to two against the Islanders at their place. We can still win this series. Even if, even if it goes to game seven, I still think we can win the series because I still think, regardless of this game, that the Hurricanes are really good at home. Now, the Islanders, they're a very good team, too. In fact, I thought the Islanders actually, I think, played a very good game tonight. And the Hurricanes played a very good, I think, played a very good game offensively, even though I think defensively, it wasn't that good, and I think Ronta, um, if he had another chance on that Ingval goal, I think he would have stopped it. So, yes, I think it's a disappointing game that we lost, but we should not give up hope on this team. They are still leading the series 3-2. to two. Let's a little bit chill out. I understand if it's... Maybe game seven. I understand that because that's 
when it gets to game seven, all bets are off. It, it, it really is, but we are still leading the series. You never know. We have one at the Islanders before the series. We can do it again. So that's my take. Um, also, watching this game through the Bally broadcast, I loved uh, hearing Svetch in the second period a little bit analyze the game from his perspective. I thought that was really fun. Tripp and Mike are all, always a class act along with Shane and Hannah. It, I mean, they're a great broadcasting crew. I think they're one of the best. So, yes, uh, that's my take. And we will see you after the Islanders game. Hopefully, hopefully we can win that game and end the series. I was really hoping of winning and ending the series tonight as well. But I wasn't going to have a defeatist mentality because we're going to be still leading the series regardless. But the Canes need to play a little bit better at Long Island. I think if the... If they if they want to win at Long Island, they need to do I think a better job of playing that a little bit of a defensive game like they played Sunday. And I think honestly, if they want to win the game at Long Island, use the blueprint that you had um, Sunday. Now, are the Islanders going to be that physical? I we don't know yet, but. Regardless, they're still a pretty physical team. So use that to your advantage. Uh, the power play, I thought, looked pretty decent tonight, actually, for the Hurricanes. And I think it a little bit showed, too, even though even though it was a disallowed goal. Um, it was a great set play from Ajo to Nason. I think it said more about how great the pass was than the Nason shots. The Nason shot. The Nason's shot that got in the goal, I thought kind of was like icing on the cake. So I thought the power play was most, I thought the power play looked pretty good tonight. I really did, even though they did not get a goal. And it's just one of those things. So it is what it is, but let's not have this defeatist mentality. And let's go out and let's end this series at Long Island on Friday because I believe the Canes can do it. See you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Caniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Caniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Caniac Report. We'll see you next time.